Yo, yo, welcome to Crypto 101. This is Matthew Aaron and commentary rant number 11. Bitcoin split did not happen. And the interesting thing, and one of the reasons why I'm doing this rant today is the, all the different aspects that are coming out of this rise to the split. Bitcoin Cash, the media, the Bitcoin isolationists. I don't even know what you want to call them. Isolationists, Bitcoin xenophobes, the one and only Bitcoin or the Bitcoin worshipers. I don't know. Because I think Bitcoin is actually a religion at this point. Because some people are just irrational about Bitcoin and what Bitcoin should be. You can't fork. You can't scale. Bitcoin. Bitcoin Core. The original. One and only Bitcoin. But Bitcoin needs to change. Bitcoin was created in 2009, 2008, 2009. It is 2000. Imagine having a cell phone from 2008 or 2009. I don't even have a cell phone from 2008 and 2009. It's old technology. I don't even know if my cell phone from 2009 would connect to the, the interwebs or use the network, the cell, cellular network that's out there right now. I don't even know if it's, it's compatible. And not only, even if it is compatible, I don't even think it can do anything that I want it to do. Can I send a text? I don't, I don't, even, I don't even know how to send a text anymore. I don't text. I use messenger apps. Facebook Messenger, WeChat, Twitter, I, like these are these are the ways I communicate with people. I don't make phone calls, and if I do, it's through Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp. I don't dial somebody's number. I don't know anybody's number, and I never ask for anybody's number. And I don't know, maybe phone calls. I've been to. Look, I'm living in Taiwan right now, and I've I was actually in D.C. about a couple of years ago, and uh, and I go back, you know, home to Cleveland every once in a while. And every once in a while, I get, I get kind of like reverse culture shock and, and go, whoa, because people are actually talking on their phone. And I'm like, whoa, they're having conversations. They're walking around with like headsets in and Bluetooth and they're talking to people on the other on the side, the side of this phone. And I'm like, oh, they're just having conversations. I never see that. Mostly people are just down texting, at least in Asia. I don't know. In the States, it kind of freaked me out a little bit. But back to the cell phone analogy, it's like, okay, so my I don't have a cell phone from 2009, but people think that Bitcoin from a technology based in 2009 is going to leave, lead the, the charge, lead the revolution, create a new economy, a new financial system off of something that was created in 2009. An iPhone can't even work if it was built in 2000. I don't even have an iPhone that works in 2009. But for some reason, everybody thinks that changing and upgrading and splitting and scaling Bitcoin is a bad thing. Now, I think it's a bad thing because of the way it was done. You know, you have 58 people, New York agreement that, that made a decision for everybody. And they are, you can see that centralized because they control 80% of the hashing power. But it needs to get done. And if it can't get done, then people really need to start considering why the hell are we investing so much into Bitcoin? And so when the fork doesn't happen, the way I feel about it, everybody looked at Bitcoin Cash and went, okay. Well, if you guys aren't going to scale, if you guys aren't going to get an identity, if you guys aren't going to figure out what the hell Bitcoin is actually for, then let's go to Bitcoin Cash. I personally but we took my took my bet on, on Litecoin. I think that Litecoin is is a better solution at this point. 
because they don't have, and I, I know Elise from Crypto 101 always says to me that I'm gay for Charlie Lee. I'm not gay for Charlie Lee. Maybe like 10% gay for Charlie Lee. But 90%, I'm not gay. And actually, there's about 10% pissed off because he hasn't been on the show yet. Show yet. Charlie, if you're listening, come on the show, please. But he hasn't. So, meh. But, you know, it's it's like you have to scale this. And Litecoin, in my opinion, is the, the next step. So you can't be this isolationist and you can't say that, no, it's only Bitcoin and people want to stay the core. And which one is Bitcoin? And when it splits, which one is Bitcoin, people ask? Who cares? It's about the best technology. And this is such an early game that, you know, it's kind of like American Online. American Online just shut down this year. I was using that when it came out. And you want, why did it shut down? It's because nobody can even use it anymore. It's not a, it's not a solution to, for people. And it's cost too much to even revamp it. And the brand is done. Now, Bitcoin still has the brand, but it doesn't have the technology behind it. It still has the idea and the concept, but like, what are we, what are we doing? So what is Bitcoin supposed to be? Is it supposed to be a store currency? Is it supposed to be a spend currency? Are you supposed to, is it supposed to be both? Are you supposed to be, is it supposed to be worth $10,000 of Bitcoin plus be able to go buy Coca-Cola in, in a vending machine? So it's like, what, what do you want out of Bitcoin? So when people are like saying, you know, people like Charlie saying, you know, it's going to be the silver to Bitcoin gold. He's saying that it's going to be the spend currency of a store currency. So wait, is Bitcoin going to scale because it wants to be its own silver? It's want, it wants to do everything? So wait, so what does Bitcoin even want to do? So people are really getting, you know, you know, stuck in, in, in the idea of Bitcoin and like this core, this, this, you know, fundamentalist sort of idea, the only one Bitcoin. But if cash is a solution, then cash is a solution. Like we're talking about decentralized cryptocurrency and I want to be able to, you know, not, not worry about sending my brother money overseas and going through intermediary, intermediary banks, $30 wiring fee, showing my ID and passport. And he has to go to the bank and show his ID and passport and fill out forms and all this. It, it, it doesn't work in this world anymore. And we need solutions. And scaling is a solution. I, I don't understand why everybody's getting weird about it. And the media is really interesting too because you see the media going flippity-flop and just creating stories. And it's interesting because, okay, I'm, I'm going to break this down into two ways. I don't trust the media, but they do have professionals in it. So it's like if Forbes says something because professionals and that are professionals in finance and they've been to, you know, this is what they do in their lives and they they have some sort of authority and experience with it, then yes, I, I will, I will listen to it. But why would I listen to them and hold them at any more regard than people with YouTube channels with maybe, you know, a couple of thousand or 10,000 views or, or podcasters that, you know, even though they're not, you know, Forbes with huge, you know, money behind it or years of media experience and reporting and they're not, you know, this huge machine that they have any less, you know, experience or things to say, even though they've been in Bitcoin and, and following this market following cryptocurrency since the beginning or for a couple of years even. So it, the media has been actually uh, another thing that's been really interesting through this whole thing is because 
Bitcoin's always been a Ponzi scheme. It's always been a scam. It's always been this. It's always been that. Bitcoin is then all of a sudden the future. Then all of a sudden, and it's possible that because of the Bitcoin rise in value, then it takes these you know professionals and they go look and they turn their head and they go, oh, maybe we should start paying closer attention to this. And then more turn their head and more turn their head. But then you just get people coming out of the work work and becoming the authority, even though they haven't been in the space. And But people follow them because of the name that, that's attached to them. For example, Forbes or Merrill Lynch or, or, or whatever bank you want to put in or every, any, any, anything like that. You know, big name financial institutions or media that all of a sudden start reporting. They don't even report their opinions or actual like news. The Bitcoin space is really interesting. The cryptocurrency space, excuse me, is very interesting because you can see the media working on both sides, talking out of both sides of their mouths almost all the time. And it depends if it's a bear market, if it's a bull market, if Bitcoin is rising, if it's downtrending. You can just totally see like them just flipping just for clicks, just to grab attention of people to get, you know, to fuel the, their business. And that bothers me because it doesn't follow the goal. And I, and I hope that people are smarter than to look at these big companies that just put out products. And their products is based off of what people want at the time. If Bitcoin's going down, I promise you there's going to be a lot of FUD uh, articles coming out about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And if it's going up, you know, it's changing the world and it's the future. I mean, it's quite interesting just to see it happen right in front of your eyes. And if you're not paying attention, you can get confused or miss the switch and go, yeah, that's right. It's that. And follow that, you know, name brand media. Another thing I want to put in perspective is that we have to remember, no matter how valuable Bitcoin gets. Now, Bitcoin is an exception. It really is. Because you can purchase things with Bitcoin. Bitcoin is being traded. It's, it's being used in certain places and certain aspects. But it's not popular. I mean, there are certain places where it is popular. And uh, I, I know a couple of people from Eastern Europe, and they say, you know, I, we do do quite a bit with Bitcoin. It is a thing. When we talk about all of these other ICOs or tokens or, or businesses that are being built on the blockchain, we really have to remember that none of this, none of it is working yet or profitable. And even if you have an alpha product out there, and I'm not going to name any, any companies, but there are some companies, ICOs and tokens that raise money, and they have a, an alpha product. And you can see it work, and you can see what they want to do, and you can hear their idea, but they're not profitable. Besides trading and exchanges, nobody is really profitable on what they're doing. And we have to really keep that perspective. When we look at a market cap of $100 million for certain ICOs or certain coins, we got to remember that that is speculative. That is hope. That is Obama hope. That is more than Obama hope. And we have to put that in perspective. And we have to continue to remember that when we invest, we are investing in the future. And we're not investing now. Well, people get really attached to these coins and attached to these, these ideas and these, these developers and these CEOs and whatever. But we have to realize when you see a $100 million market cap or a $200 million market cap or a billion dollar market cap, 
you really got to think like, what, what do they have? What are they doing? And they don't have anything and nobody has anything. And Amazon is not accepting Bitcoin or Litecoin yet. Um, you can, however, pay for Skype credit and Microsoft things with Bitcoin, which is really cool. You do have to fill out a lot of forms, though, or a lot of information, name, address, shit like that. I don't know why, um, but and it kind of defeats the purpose, but you can do that. So that's a really cool avenue, and you can see that it's slowly punching into the market, and it's amazing. But when you are putting down $1,000 or $2,000 or even 100 bucks on something like Triggers, you're putting your money into something that hasn't been created yet so you're so you're like yeah triggers you know box safe this they they have a 30 50 billion i'm sorry 30 million dollar market cap but why i hope it works it's a great idea what triggers is going to do but why it's important to keep that perspective and know that every one of these companies that were created in 2000 or, or sorry in 1992 and closed down in 1994 and just went under. Who, who, we don't know which ones are, are going to be the, those companies. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. So going back to being like a, a cryptocurrency xenophobe where you just stay in your cryptocurrency land and I'm Bitcoin, only Bitcoin and only Ethereum. And I don't want to break out of that because they're the best to the moon. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Hell to the na. Hell to the na. Hell no. And so with all of this, the media the new ICOs and tokens and the future and, you know, Bitcoin not scaling or scaling or whatever they're trying to do and Bitcoin cash and, you know, all these things and Litecoin just kind of hanging out there. And I please Litecoin do something. I'm not talking about go to the moon. I'm just saying make a move on the market. Now is the time. Charlie is trying to still be the silver to the Bitcoin gold. And I don't even give a shit anymore. Charlie, just take over the fucking market already. Please take it. You're there. You're in the top five coins. Just make the move. Do it. 
And if you make that move, I promise you, I will support you because I want to see something move forward because I don't even know what the hell is Bitcoin doing anymore. And it's driving me crazy. With the media talking out of both sides of his mouth, with, you know, these companies that are trying, and on the last episode of Crypto 101, we asked the question, are all ICOs bullshit? And the consultant said, depends what you mean by bullshit. Are they scams? No. Most people have good intentions. They can't see those intentions through because they just can't for many reasons. And with that, you know, the media and all these things, we have this new phenomenon. It's called the Twitter TA, the Twitter technical analysis expert and i've been following twitter i follow twitter all the time and they keep popping up technical analysis people are that's going to draw lines and triangles and rectangles on a chart and tell you that it's going to go up and down and we have a resistance line here and shit like that i will say that after studying technical analysis there is credibility to do to it you are definitely increasing your odds of making good trades with it. But who the hell are these guys and where the hell did all of them come from? I think every other tweet anymore, it's somebody with a chart up there and fucking triangles drawn on it saying, we're breaking through the resistance line. What the hell? It was just yesterday where, and now it's today we're breaking through resistance line. And then, okay, you know, some coins are volatile, but it's like, wow, how, where did all these experts of, you know, analyzing the, the charts come from? Let me, let, me put, let me take this back a little bit. We did just start this podcast about three and a half, four months ago. So I don't want to, you know, you know, shoot myself in the foot and say, you know, all these new guys are coming out. Because, yeah, you know, Crypto 101 and the team did just come out and we're, we're trying to expand and stuff like that. But there's a difference. And the difference is, is Crypto 101, we put out episodes and we research our topics. We put our links in the description you can see exactly where we got our information from. When I, when I say, what is cloud mining? You can go to my links and say, well, the, he got it from here, 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 and here, and this is why he says this. This is his references. And when it comes to the interviews, we have the interviews and we ask them one-on-one questions about the products that they're coming out with, their use of the blockchain, how they feel blockchain will come out in the future, and their ideas from personal experience or their opinions on the market, the blockchain, their trading, what they like, what they don't like in their favorite songs. And my comments and commentaries are just personal opinions of things that you know happen in my life or the market or whatever. But I think that it's cr- kind of crazy. That's, that's crazy. I was gonna quote Kanye, but I can't because there's a family audience, but it's crazy. That everybody all of a sudden is coming out as technical analysis and chart analysis experts and throwing them on Twitter. And I I just think it's, I think it's bizarre. I think it's really, I think it's really, what is the word? What's the word? It's, they got balls. I have no balls like that. Whatever balls, anybody, I, I, uh, there is a comment on iTunes that says, Matthew Aaron has balls. It says that Matthew Aaron has balls. I wonder if he said I have big balls. 
But I don't know why I have big balls. Balls, yes, I do have balls. But why do I have balls? I don't know. There's nothing that I do that really takes balls. But you need some balls to put a technical analysis on Twitter and tell people why you think Bitcoin is going up and to invest and things like that out of the blue. Don't you think that these guys should have like stats on their like a, like a player card? Like, I don't know, like a, a football player or a basketball player or a baseball player where you turn over the card and say they have how many wins and how many losses and how many times have they made a good trade and bad trade and their profits and their losses and stuff like that. And you can say, okay, you know what? I see this guy's analysis is working because he has an ERA of, of <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can see how many home runs he hit and how many, you know, walks or, or RBIs or, or whatever. I don't know what it kind of measure or you want to you want to put to it. Touchdowns, field goals. I don't give a shit. You put whatever you want in there. But, you know, if I'm looking at, you know, any quarterback or any pitcher, I can turn back on the back of that baseball or football card and go, yeah, I can see he's a good pitcher because the stats tell me this. He has this many wins, this many was- losses, this many walks. Uh, ERA, you know, we can see this, but these technical analysis people are putting this shit out there and having followers and people are believing that, hey, Bitcoin's going to go up and Bitcoin's going to go down. What? Who the hell are you? And why can't I just, and here's what I think, and here's my challenge to TAs. Put on your description, your stats, put it pinned to the top of your Twitter your Excel sheet of your stats, of your wins and losses, and a way for us to quantify it or qualify it. Let us see and ways to prove that you are batting with that batting average that you say you're going, to, you're, you're, you're batting at. Because I, I just think that that is just ballsy. People email Crypto 101 all the time, and they ask, what do you think of this coin or what do you think of that coin? And I always tell them, I think this coin is like this because either decentralized or they have a good team behind them because there's some coins that I just know personally or I'm in their Slack or we've talked and I think they're good people. And I think they're really trying. and I think they have a good idea. And you know what? You know, if I'm going to put money into something, I want somebody that actually is passionate about their product. But I don't think I've ever once told somebody to invest. I never told anybody that it's going to go up or down. And because we don't know. And of course, you need these professionals to do this. There is a market for being a technical analyst. But where are all these people coming from on Twitter posting these charts? And why are they still there? I don't know. I don't want to shoot myself in the foot because everybody's going to be like, well, why are you here? Why is Crypto 101 here? Well, I think it's different. I hope that we prove on Crypto 101 it's different. And like I said, you can always look at our content, look at our, our references, look at the people that we're interviewing. Now, I don't know about what they're going to do in the future with those products, but you can listen to them on there and say, this is the information, this is the questions, they're basic, what you're doing with this with the blockchain questions. But telling people to, to invest, that's, that's, that's ballsy. And... As Crypto 101, we want to tell you to be careful with that. I know everybody knows to be careful, but these guys are coming. And I'll I'll tell you the honest truth. These guys with the technical analysis, they mess with your FOMO and your FUD. They mess with mine. They mess with the guys that I I, I work with. They mess with my my brother, 
who I talk to about trading and stuff like that all the time, because you're scrolling through and, and, and you see these things and you pop up because you're, you're uncertain too, you know? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm good at holding. I'm really, I'm really good at controlling my emotions with this. I don't really care anymore. I'll hold bags. I'll, I'll, I'll take my profit. I'll take my I don't care. But every once in a while, I see, I'm scrolling through my Twitter and I see them talking about some, some nav coin. They're, they're going to say, you know, you better dump nav. It's, you know, it's breaking down through, breaking down the resistance or whatever. I don't even know what they're saying. Look, at there's a triangle and some squares and, and a line. And I'm just like, holy shit, what's going on with my nav? And I immediately think to pick up my black folio and go, and then I think, wait, who the hell is this asshole? Let me click on his, and let me see his stats. He has no stats. Wait, why don't we, I even give a shit? But he did just play with my emotions there. He did. Sometimes these guys get me. Sometimes these guys get me. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. This is Matthew Aaron with another Crypto 101 rant and commentary. And last but not least, we want to invite you to Crypto101podcast.com. That's our website. That's Crypto101podcast.com. There, you can send us emails, ask us questions, say what's up, say you like the podcast. You can find a link to iTunes where you can subscribe to us or rate us and leave comments. You can find our social medias, our Facebooks, our Twitters, or whatever. Join our Facebook group. It's growing. We have a lot of fun there. A lot of people are putting up some really good articles about cryptocurrency and blockchain. So please come check us out there. And just remember, Crypto 101 is a place to help new people get into the space. And that's from different aspects. The first aspect is just to try to clear up some of these terms, some of these ideas, some of these comments. What is cloud mining? What is proof of work and proof of stake? What is Bittrex? What is, and how to use them and, and things like that. The other aspect of Crypto 101 is to provide insights on blockchain, what it can be used for in the future. And that's why we have these interviews with people to, so we can get their unique ideas about what you can do with the blockchain. For example, Steve Stewart of Vest, own a piece of your favorite song. How cool is that? So that's our goal with Crypto 101. And Crypto 101 wants to expand. We have a couple more podcasts in the, in the works. And we have a YouTube channel in the works. We have a good core team. Myself, Ross, Kyle, Elise. We're here working to try to make this and expand to in, attract more people and create a resource for new and old to come into the space and just hear good quality material. And for that, we opened a Patreon page. So if you would like to support us, we would very much appreciate it. And to be honest, we kind of need it to grow and get to that point where we can offer the best product for you and expand to these other products we have in the works right now. So please come to our website, crypto101podcast.com. Go to the donation or support page and you can find ways to donate with cryptocurrency and you can find ways to join and become a patron. On our Patreon page, we will be putting the rants and commentaries just for our Rares on Mars members and some extra material. And finally, the music today, I decided to go a little bit harder. First song is Seven Dust, Bitch. Second, Hatebreed, Perseverance. And third is a Cleveland band, Mushroom Head, Solitaire, Unraveling. Check out the links in the description. So thank you very much, and we'll see you next time on Crypto 101.
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.